Welcome to the Husband Material Podcast, where we help Christian men outgrow porn. Why? So you can change your brain, heal your heart, and save your relationship. My name is Drew Boa, and I'm here to show you how. Let's go. Today, we are talking about two important, helpful concepts, sexual fluidity and sexual plasticity. These two concepts are related, and I believe that if you understand them, you will feel less shame and you will feel more hope. Let's start with sexual fluidity. Have you ever been surprised by your sexuality? Maybe you thought you were attracted to one type of person, and then you found out you were attracted to someone else. Or maybe you thought that there was one particular type of porn that you had a problem with, and then you realize, oh my gosh, actually, there's a much wider variety in what I'm attracted to than I thought. If so, then you have experienced what's called sexual fluidity. I was first introduced to this concept of sexual fluidity through an article by Lisa Diamond, who is a researcher at the University of Utah. And she wrote this article called Sexual Fluidity in Males and Females that was published in 2016. And I've got a link to it in the show notes if you want to see that. She says sexual fluidity has been defined as a capacity for situation-dependent flexibility in sexual responsiveness. In other words, our sexuality can shapeshift like fluid, like liquid, depending on the container and depending on so many different variables that can affect our sexuality, it can wiggle around. It can wobble. It doesn't always go in one direction or toward one type of person or one type of activity. Diamond goes on to say the existence of sexual fluidity does not imply that everyone is bisexual or that sexual orientation does not exist. Rather, it indicates that sexual orientation does not rigidly predict each and every desire an individual will experience over the lifespan. Some gay men and lesbians experience periodic other sex attractions, just as some heterosexuals experience periodic same-sex attraction. I share all of this with you because if you have ever felt like your sexuality doesn't fit neatly into certain categories, or that sometimes it does something different than what you expect, then you are actually normal. Sexual fluidity is a trait which we all have to varying degrees. For example, some of us might feel almost exclusively attracted to men or women. But in between, there is a wide spectrum. Even if you feel like you are exclusively attracted to women only or to men only, there is a certain amount of variety and fluidity within that category of what turns you on and what doesn't. We all have a degree of fluidity. And actually, Fluidity is required for any long-term couple. As we get older, our bodies change, our personalities change, our sexuality changes. And in order for two people, no matter who they are, to stay together and to stay sexually intimate long-term, a certain amount of fluidity or plasticity is required to maintain a really strong sex life together. So in some ways, our sexual fluidity is actually a gift that allows us to adapt to different types of people in different situations. However, at the same time, it can also do unpredictable things. 
Our sexuality can wiggle around and wobble, and sometimes it's finicky. And that's okay. Fluidity is normal. People just don't talk about it. It's normal for a man who is usually attracted to women to sometimes have a man crush or be attracted to another man. It's sometimes normal to feel arousal when you're with someone and doing something that you've never done before. However, we don't talk about it. And that's why a lot of us carry shame around specific sexual attractions. And my hope in this episode is that by introducing this language of sexual fluidity, that it will normalize and validate some of the things that many of us feel but don't talk about. So sexual fluidity refers to how we react to a given situation sexually. Sometimes we have a stronger reaction than we think. Sometimes we have a weaker reaction than we think. And that's totally normal. Now, our sexuality is also very predictable in other ways. And that's why we need to talk about sexual plasticity. If fluidity refers to our sexuality as if it's a liquid that takes the shape of its container, plasticity refers to it like a piece of clay or silly putty or Play-Doh that can be formed and shaped. And it's really a subset of the larger category of neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity refers to how pathways in the brain are formed and reinforced through repetition. And the same is true for the sexual pathways. At the recent Porn Free Man conference, Dr. Jake Porter presented all about neuroplasticity, which was amazing. And he quoted Dr. Donald Hebb saying, neurons that fire together, wire together. When a pathway in our brain is activated, it becomes bigger, takes up more space. It becomes faster, more efficient, more automatic. And this process is called myelination. Unfortunately, porn has capitalized on our sexual plasticity. And through repeated actions over and over again, and the associations created in our brains, porn can take up a lot of space. But the good news is our attachment to it and our attraction to it can decrease. And our longing and desire for what we truly love can increase, not just overnight, and it can't just simply disappear. But here's what I'm saying. Our sexuality is formed and shaped by the actions we take and the associations we make. What do I mean by that? Well, if you have an attachment to porn, then it holds a positive association for you. And as Jake Porter pointed out, we often not only have an attachment to the fantasy and to the feeling of orgasm, but also to the feeling of self-condemnation that comes after returning to our unwanted behavior. And that's because there's a dopamine spike. When our negative beliefs about ourselves are confirmed and we think to ourselves, I really am worthless. I really can't do this. There really is no hope for me. The brain interprets that as learning, which creates a positive association. So if you want to decrease your positive association with porn, one of the best things you can do is to stop condemning yourself and to stop spending so much energy beating yourself up. Self-acceptance can decrease our positive association with porn. And we can also create a negative association with porn. As Dr. Doug Carpenter has shared, when he realized that his particular porn preference was a reenactment of his sexual abuse, it took on what he calls the yuck factor. 
he realized, oh, I don't want to be doing that. I don't want to go back there. That type of porn lost a lot of its appeal and took on an association of disgust and evil. And as a result, it's so, so, so much easier to outgrow porn when you can develop that kind of negative association with it. And along with that, it's really important to develop a positive association with the actions that lead to healing and growth. Let me give you an illustration of this. Let's pretend that I'm a student learning math and I'm doing my homework every day after school, learning algebra. If I do it every day after school, yeah, I'm going to learn algebra, but I'm also going to learn that I hate algebra if I don't enjoy it. So when that class is over, you can guarantee that I'm probably going to forget what I learned. However, if I learn to love the journey, if I learn to love the actions and the habits that are helping me learn, then man, you have a math student for life at that point. I think that's one of the things that we need to remember on this journey to lasting freedom. If you are putting in the work every single day, repeating the actions that you know are going to lead to your healing, are you enjoying it? Is it actually fun for you or is it rewarding? Even if it's not fun, even if it's painful, is it doing something for you? Because when you can learn to love the actions that you want to take, it creates a positive association. And remember, neurons that fire together, wire together. So we really do have a degree of influence over what arouses us and what appeals to us. And it not only depends on our actions, it depends on our associations. So how can you decrease the positive associations with porn, maybe increase the negative associations with it? And how can you increase the positive associations with recovery? The good news is that through healing experiences, healthy relationships, and habits that we really love and enjoy and repeat, we can shape and form our brains. The old sexual pathways we don't want can become weaker. The new sexual pathways we are building can become stronger. And when that happens, man, outgrowing porn gets a lot easier as you continue on your journey I hope the concept of sexual fluidity will give you less shame and more self-compassion. And I hope the concept of sexual plasticity will give you less despair and more hope. Always remember, my friend, you are God's beloved son and in you, he is well pleased.